The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for joining us on this uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, If you're from the local area here in in southeastern Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area, it is nasty outside. It is cold outside. And uh, you almost think winter's here. Hopefully it's supposed to get nicer throughout the day. And I'll tell you what, it is not what I expect in October weather. Anyway, thanks for joining us today on this Tuesday morning. As we take time out of God's, uh, take time, I always make that mistake, take time out of our day for God's Word. Thanks again for joining us, and I commend you for letting God's Word be part of your day and really hope that this is an encouragement to you. Uh, we are still in the book of 1 Peter. We just started a couple of, well, last week pretty much, and started uh, walking through 1 Peter chapter 1. You know that First Peter, uh, Peter's talking to the church. He's talking to what well, initially kind of the, the Jewish people of the church and Gentiles as well, but this, this persecuted church is going through battles. We're reminded uh, that God often does some of his greatest work through times of discouragement and times of persecution. Uh, none of us want to go through it, but we're glad that those things do not mean that God is not doing something, and we praise the Lord for that. But So we're in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1. We're going to be in verse 10 here in a moment, and I'm going I'm to tell you something that today's lesson, the today's devotional, uh, really ties in to tomorrow's. There's a bunch of verses, I believe. There's too much information to put into 10 to 12 minutes today, What we try, the time we try to stay in. So uh, today is a, a much of an introductory thought, truth, kind of a foundational truth, to the application tomorrow. And uh, so we'll kind of give an intro as what we're talking about tomorrow. And it gives us an understanding also a bit of what we're going to look at tomorrow. So 1 Peter chapter 10, uh, we would start at verse 11, or I'm sorry, verse 10, but the word of which kind of, you can tell it's not an introductory thought. So let's go back to verse 9. So he says, of which, he's referring to something in the past. So for context, let's read verse 9 and then we'll read, go through. Verse 9, 1 Peter 1 verse 9. The Bible says this, receiving the end of your faith, which is what? The salvation of your souls. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what? Or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Unto whom it was revealed, and not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost, set down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Then he says in verse 13, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your minds. And that's where we begin tomorrow. There's a very a phrase in that verse that says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And I'll be honest, the... What we're going to look at today is a foundational truth that walks us in to understand what that means. It, trust me, it does not mean perfect or super spiritual. So tomorrow, I hope you come back because you'll get an understanding of what it means. What is Paul Peter saying? What does God want us to know from there? But let's, let's open up and just look through these verses to get that foundational understanding of what we now today call the gospel. Uh, how it's so unique to our time in the church age and how it's even unique to us as humans where the angels can't really understand it. So let's, let's unpack these verses real quick. He says in verse 10, of which salvation, what we now enjoy today, the prophets, the Old Testament prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. So you're talking Elijah and David and Isaiah 
And these men who prophesied of the Messiah one coming, one day, day they, all these passages, you can see them talking about the Messiah. They, they didn't say the name, but the Messiah. They, they, they prophesied that the Messiah would be a persecuted Messiah. They say he would be tortured. They, they say he would go to the cross. Psalm 22 talks about the punishment that Jesus endured upon the cross. That's why it's so unique that all of these Sadducees and Pharisees in the, in the first, in the Gospels, they had all the knowledge of these prophets, but their, their personal preference, their desire, their belief countered the truth of what the prophets were looking forward to. But what we see here, they prophesied of it, but they themselves did not fully understand. Why? Because they didn't experience it. W what comes with it? Well, in a minute we'll see that these different preachers of today or the Christians of today had the filling of the Holy Spirit. See, one unique thing that we have today as the church, it's one of the reasons I believe uh, is necessary for the church to exist, and that is the permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the lives of church members, of the body of the church. And I hope you understand, I don't mean the permanent fulfilling of the Holy Spirit. There are two things that happen uh, when it comes to the Holy Spirit in the lives of the believer. The first one is the indwelling. When you get saved, at the time, many, many don't believe this, but I believe the Bible teaches that at the time of your salvation, you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What baptism really means immersion, full, you get filled. The Holy Spirit, you get everything you need for your Christian life at the day you're saved. It's not, I get saved and hopefully down the road, God gives me more. The day I get saved, everything I need to follow Christ and to become what Jesus desires me to be is given to me. The ability, the power is given me that day. It's not in myself to do it. It's given to me through the Holy Spirit. Please remember, I don't lose my, my fleshly side, but so now I have two spirits. I have the old spirit, that sinful side, and I have the Holy Spirit. And Paul talks about the conflict that comes with that. But I have been given everything I need. The Old Testament, Christ, Old Testament saints, the Old Testament followers of God did not have that. You'll see times throughout, if you read the Old Testament, where the Holy Spirit came upon people and they had unique power in their day, but the Holy Spirit came on them individually for specific circumstances. We have something today that the Old Testament saints did not, um, did not know, so they sought it, they searched it. There's also this level of grace, this where God, had, through the cross, had taken out, the, finished the law, and there was this sweet relationship where we can come into the presence of God. Remember, the Old Testament saints couldn't do that. They had the tabernacle, the temple, and only the high priest could go in there. So these Old Testament believers just did not fully understand this relationship that we enjoy today. They searched it. And they taught about it, but they didn't fully understand it. So continuing what he says in verse 11, these Old Testament prophets searching what, or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should, should follow. They understood the truth. They understood what the Holy Spirit was telling them to put in the Bible and to teach, but they didn't fully grasp it. So they knew it was coming. They knew it would be the sufferings of this Messiah. But they didn't fully understand all the details. And, and, but they did explain this. And so there's enough of what was given in the Old Testament for the New Testament church for us to understand that this Jesus was not a persecuted man that, that was a liar. He was the Messiah. And that, by the way, that's extremely important because even today, too many religious people want to say he was a good man, but he was not the Messiah. Can I, can I tell you something just in simple logic? Jesus could not have been just a good man and not the Messiah because Jesus claimed to be the Messiah. Jesus claimed to be the Son of God. So either he was the Son of God, he was the Messiah, or he was the greatest liar who ever walked the earth. You can't have it both ways. 
because he claimed it. So either he was or he was a blasphemer. He can't, he can't be both. So he was, but we believe he was the Messiah. The Bible tells us he was a Messiah, and we can see that by the sufferings, by all the things he endured that fulfilled the prophecies that were given in the Old Testament. Then verse 12, unto whom it was revealed, that not unto themselves, not to the Old Testament prophets, but unto us they did minister. Today, the church, the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. So he references, now, today you see what's being said. Why? Because the today's preachers have something the Old Testament saints didn't have. They have the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit, and they can teach. And part of that is, is they now have the revealed, they have one, we have the entire Bible. The Old Testament saints did not have that. Frankly, the New Testament saints did not have that. The, the people who are building, creating this church, Peter, didn't have the full gospel. We have everything that God wanted us to have in the 66 books of the Bible. So we can, we have everything God has. It's all been revealed. Everything that God wants us to know. Please understand, there are things we will never understand, and that's not for us to understand. It's for us to trust God. But everything we need to know is here, and we have it. And so what we need to do is just trust and follow it. Everything we need to know. There's a lot of questions that we won't get answered till heaven, but they weren't for us to answer. We, everything we need to know to have the gospel, to trust God and live a fulfilled life is given to us in the word of God. And we trust God for the things we don't know. And so we focus our attention on those. And then we have the gospel given to us through the preachers of today, through the teachers of today, through the Bible. We have the Holy Spirit, which not only, by the way, which not only helps the preachers to understand where they need to go, what they need to teach. Every once in a while, someone will tell me, you preached exactly what I needed. Well, here's the thing. I, I, all I did was preach what God laid upon my heart, usually verse by verse, next section, and God worked that. God's the one that did that. So not only did I have the Holy Spirit, those listening have the Holy Spirit. This is something we have, part of the gospel. He goes, even the angels don't understand the grace of God and how all of this works, because, well, they're... They're not human. They don't fully understand all of this. We in the New Testament church have something that the Old Testament saints, the angels cannot comprehend. That is the gospel. And let me tell you something, it is a power. Now, this again is an introductory thought, understanding a bit of the gospel, because then tomorrow we'll talk about, because of this truth, we can live aware, we can live a righteous, holy life, but we need to understand what that means. And so tomorrow, come back, come back tomorrow, or catch it sometime tomorrow night or later this week. Don't miss, because this one ties in the next one, a command that, that God gives us through Peter. But how can we do this? It's not being super spiritual. It's not about me. It's about embracing what I've been given to do this. How can we do that? Hope you join us again tomorrow on that. Well, thanks again for joining us today in this Tuesday edition, giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. I hope it's an encouragement on this rainy day. Hope it's a help. And I hope that you're reminded that we have something, we have all we need for whatever it is we're facing today. And maybe we look to Jesus in those times. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.